0: Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bowling, and I'm way pumped to have you join me today because I get to interview a special guest. As you listen today, you get to hear what it looks like to live in genuine love every day, and you're going to love it. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. It's so my friend, Dr. Hakeem Collins. Thank you. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you, thank me. you, thank you. This is round two. Yes. So if you like this one, you need to go back and look at the other one because... Phenomenal. Um, I love chatting with you because you're just loads of fun, super practical. And uh, I think we kind of think in some ways a little bit the same. We do. Which is fun. Absolutely. Uh, And um, so give us a little bit of background, kind of how you grew up and did all the Jesus thing. How'd you get into that?
1: Yeah, well, um, my family was basically not, you know... A Christian-based home family. Um, I grew up in a impoverished environment, an atmosphere where it was just drugs, you know, prostitution, violence, but just really not an atmosphere for a young Christian or believer to grow up in. Um, but my grandmother basically wanted me to have a different path than my environment and so she invited basically me and my brother, which I do have a twin, you know, um, to a Baptist church. And from there um, I experienced Um, some supernatural encounters with the Lord um, at the age of seven. And while I was sitting there, listening to a message from my pastor, who was a blind man, Um, I actually saw a vision from um, the Lord, which I didn't know at the time was a vision. I literally saw a man standing behind my pastor, and as he was preaching the message of Jesus in the kingdom, um, I'm seeing this figure, and I was compelled through the message, but also seeing this vision, to give my life to Jesus. And that day I gave my life to Jesus based off that encounter. Yeah. And from there, of course, you know, going back to this environment, a household, single mother, very hard to grow up in. Um, it was Jesus that anchored me in really my faith. And so I was just seeking more of God's presence and even seeing that being, I'm like, I need I need, I want, I want to experience more of that. And from there, I started having dreams and visions and the Lord began to call me into more of a ministry. Um, I didn't know at the time that I was called to ministry. Um, I want to do other things when I was young, but other than that, I just pursue God from there. And from that point, the Lord called me into a more of a prophetic ministry to be his mouthpiece, to speak for him. And um, there was many confirmation from people saying, there is a call on your life. God's gonna use you greatly, Um, humble yourself, stay before him, read your word, study, and stay in love with him, and you'll be great in in the kingdom. And so that's what I did. Um, Of course, there were changes in my life that happened, like defining moments where I wasn't proud of, I was involved in some things that I wasn't happy with, but, God, they definitely just had his hand on my life, and I was locked up and ended up in jail, me and my brother, cellmates, and the Lord Jesus came to me again in that moment and said, today, choose this day who you will serve. And um, from there, I made that decision, and that was the life-changing decision I ever made, and I never looked back.
0: Yeah. And then you went on to college, yes. right? And what'd you, where'd you go to college and what'd you study there?
1: I went to Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. And um, I studied um, sports management and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, I basically continued, you know, uh, my faith with God. I had campus crusade I was doing Bible studies in my dorm room and it was just this fire that was on the inside of me to do more and so from there I just never lost my passion and I just ministered to young people they were on fire of God I would minister prophetically share the word of the Lord to them and they're like wait a minute how did you know that Mm
0: -hmm. and that kind
1: of sparked an interest for them to know Jesus as Lord and you know and king in their lives yeah totally cool so what's what's your brother doing now your twin. He is basically right now kind of working. He's bivocational. Mm-hmm. So he still works for the city of Wilmington, Delaware. That's where I'm from, Wilmington, Delaware, right outside of Philadelphia. Yep. Um, but he works for the city, and he works for the youth. He loves working with youth. Huh. Um, he is a pool coordinator. He works with youth and family services. Um, he does it all. They just love him in the city.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's totally cool. And when you went to Marshall, I know the answer, but I want everybody to hear this. When you went to Marshall, you also played sports there. What did you play?
1: I played football, actually. And um, I don't look like I do now. But um, I love football, and I walked on the team. It was about, maybe about 70 people, you know, trying out for the team. And yeah. I was out of seven um, that made the team. And um, But other than that, basically, um, I would never lost my passion for sports.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wide receiver?
1: Wide receiver, yes. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wide I know,
0: because I'm like, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Got to have good hands, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Absolutely. so cool. So, and Hakeem, one of the things, too, I love about you is uh, all the creative stuff, right? Yes. So how many books have you written? Because that's kind of, was that your first outlet with creative?
1: It wasn't in, in college, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a passion to write. Um, I love history. And um, But I like taking what's in my mind and putting it on paper. Mm-hmm. And I always get teased, even when I was working in corporate America, you know, my emails would be super long. <laughs> it's because I knew that there was something on the inside of me. I didn't know what exactly what it was, but I really found a niche. Mm-hmm. And that was basically writing. And so from school, um, I started just writing down all my ideas and journaling my dreams and revelations, even things that I would have in um in times of prayer and devotion with the Lord and I'll just write it out. And so in my composition books, I had like stacks of them. And so I said, well, you know what, one day I'm just gonna take these, this revelation that the father gave me and I'm gonna put it in the book. Mm. And then maybe I would say about six years later, um, I started just developing that idea and that concept and I started pursuing publishing. Hmm. So what's
0: the first book you wrote? My first
1: book was Born to Prophesy. Yeah, God's voice still speaking Through you. Uh And so it was because um, I always was hearing God in prayer, in times of devotion, and I wanted to help other people to hear the voice of God as well and not make the prophetic spooky or mystical or, you know, like, you know, Mm. this is, you know, not right now, but it is for right now. God still speaks today. And so, um, and and that born to prophesy, that concept came out of, you know, uh, Samuel. Mm-hmm. When Samuel was young and he was a priest, and he didn't know God at first, initially, being you know tutored and raised up by Eli, then the Lord began to reveal Himself to um, Samuel later on. After he, Samuel thought that was Eli, you know the father speaking to him, but it was yeah. really uh, the Lord speaking through Eli, in other words. Yeah. So that's where the concept "born to prophesy" came from. Mm. And um, it's a thick book, but it's it's loaded with grassroots biblical sound teaching on nice. the prophetic and prophets, modern day prophets and prophetic
0: ministry. That's totally cool. Um, Have you had some setbacks with some of the creative stuff? Things that were discouraging to you?
1: Absolutely. Just like um, writing is like you have that writer's block. So the same way I would use that in that, in that aspect with creativity. There's times where I, I, I can't get anything or I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, just give me a revelation or give me a breakthrough. Give me an idea. I need that aha moment or I need that, yeah. that light bulb to go off and nothing was you know um, going off. Then what I realize is sometimes you have to come out of that atmosphere or come out of that same... Space sometimes, you know, and so I it works for me. So sometimes I have to leave my bedroom or a certain area and go to the water or go to a certain scenery that is more open and conducive to kind of yeah, that yep.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that mental block or that creative block will Mm -hmm. open up. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got to get out of that place of familiarity Mm -hmm. and just take risks. Mm
0: -hmm. So in the pandemic, that was kind of a tricky place because we're all locked down. Um, mm-hmm. How did you navigate that, and and did you sense God working, doing creative stuff in you in the pandemic? Oh,
1: yes. It was like a, um, a like a river that was, un- like, it was like a dam that broke mm-hmm. for me um, because I was so focused on, what, what capped it was that I was so focused on, oh, I can't minister, I can't preach, my doors are being closed, yeah. we're being quarantined. But it was, I felt like it was a time that the Lord was using to uncap some things that were there, to unlock some things, unleash some creativity, some innovation, some things that I didn't know that was on the inside of me. And so the quarantine allowed me to look within, mm. not only evaluate and do some spiritual audits and, and, and self-evaluation and even my priorities. Is it so focused on a platform yeah. to preach or to minister? And you know, that, I know that's my calling, mm. but what is the drive or what is the driving force? It has to always be Jesus at the center of it. And so then the Lord just started uncapping like creativities where like old prophetic words and dreams that I wanted to do started coming alive. And I said, wow. And so I started thinking about clothing and, and, and making clothes and just that creative side started coming forth.
0: Serious. Yeah. Yeah, during the pandemic, then the pandemic, not necessarily yes. writing, but uh, that's a totally different like platform or different mm-hmm. outlet. So, what did that look like? Kind of growing into that? Absolutely,
1: it was it was different because with writing, I can I'm so used to writing, I can get mm-hmm. up into a place and just write. Um, but when it comes to that other creative side, as far as business is concerned, and not having the expertise, not having the training, never been to school for it. It was like, whoa, this is a new Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And it was stretching my faith. It was um, enlarging my capacity to learn and to do more. Mm-hmm. And so it was different, but it was fun at the same time. The creative side, I can do easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the creative, I like new things, I like taking risks. But then the logistic side, the operation, the, mm-hmm. the financial side of it, and trying, you know, the sourcing and resourcing, that was like, wait a minute, I, I need help. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it.
0: And bringing those two together, because I agree with you, the Mm -hmm. creative pieces, that's like, that's (laughs) a playground, right? I mean, that's just fun. But the operations and that, so how do you navigate kind of, because it's different, they're very different. How do you navigate working in both of those spaces?
1: Time, time, Mm -hmm. and having the ability to know what's my weakness and strength and what what I can do best and then delegate the rest. Mm -hmm. Finding the right people, Mm -hmm. teamwork that can plug into the vision or that desire and who also are creative as well. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be the the brain of it, but find that brain or find that person that can help me brainstorm. And and bring it together.
0: Yeah, and it's fun when you get those partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. Pinky and the brain. We were talking about (laughs) that before, and I'm like, hey, I'm pinky, and you be the brain. (laughs) Woohoo!
1: I like that analogy. I like that because oftentimes we think it's just us, but we need others, Mm -hmm. you know, a part of the vision. And God would do it divinely.
0: Yeah, and I find it interesting because, and it's weird to me, because, like, the creative stuff, I'm like, woo, you know. But there are people who want to be around creative. Individuals, because yes. they they have giftings and they know mm-hmm. they're they're resourced with God these talents, but they want to um, put those talents and connect them mm-hmm. with that creativity and you know Holy Spirit partnership. That's right. And I remember thinking, you really have people that you made like that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. But then they look at me and they're like, whoo, <laughs> how Absolutely. do you do what you do? Like, out of the know. And wow. it's nice, though. It is. Because it's that partnership and there's so much respect and, and so much honor and appreciation, right? Yeah. You know, teamwork.
1: It's teamwork and that synergy. And me having a, a twin brother, I had to learn that even growing up. Yeah. You know, he's my older brother, five minutes, even though I act like I'm the oldest. But <laughs> I had to learn how to submit and learn how teamwork and, and learn how to respect each other's vision or ideas even if we don't agree all all the time but we can it can work yep yeah that's important
0: Mm -hmm. did you see that too when you played football
1: i did i did right because i
0: mean in my mind that's all that's massive teamwork
1: absolutely i mean
0: you don't have a front line (laughs) the quarterbacks (laughs) crush you know whatever and it's like, hey, you got to do this, somebody's got to block. I Absolutely, mean, all kinds of teamwork. So, and
1: doing our part is what's is, is key and doing your job. Yeah, that's that's how I know.
0: Yeah, the other thing I think with teamwork is when we try to like criticize the other person, because mm-hmm. I've had that in a team, right? And, and they're like, You're not doing it. I'm like, You need to zip it, right? You know, because yeah. when we bite and devour each other, we have to be careful that we're not totally consumed. Absolutely, Paul says that, and so. I like the teamwork piece. That's good. Yeah. And encourage the other one. Hey, you're doing awesome. You know. Yeah. Speak life.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: exactly. So if a person's watching and they're creative, but they might be discouraged, what would you say to that person?
1: I would say to continue with your vision. Make sure that it's from God and pray that God would send the right people at the right time to be the right fit, the right plug for your vision and never give up. I would say at least start it. And when you start it, God will give you the grace not only to start it, but He'll give you the grace to finish that work.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, too, we always want, like, instant success, right? And yes. we don't necessarily see it as progressive, line upon line, and little pieces and parts. Yes. Sometimes that's tricky, too. Absolutely. So I agree. I would like to ask you this question. Um, what is an area where you would like to be creative, an area in your life where you'd like to be creative? So... And there's a lot of platforms for creativity. You know, like accountants. In my mind, I'm like, I don't know how you can be creative and be an accountant, but you can. In, in legal ways, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but in what ways, what area of your life do you want to be creative? And I have a joke. And even by my standards, this joke is mm, not too good. So you're like, oh my gosh, Really? Yeah, but, you know, you can't always have a home run. So what happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? (laughs) It gets towed away. Frog's car towed away. I know, it's pretty lame. However, we know that next week will be way better. Thanks again. Holy buckets, wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for listening today. I totally love your guts, and I'd love for you to share this with your friends and your family. Thank you again and again for listening, and we'll catch you next week.